Hello and welcome back to this one's a doozy, everyone. My name is Kevin, and this week Haley has been dealing with a nasty case of laryngitis, and so we couldn't record a regular episode. That said, we still wanted to give you all something to get you through until next week's regular release. Back in December, we did an episode featuring two old fictional ghost stories to celebrate the Victorian practice of sharing ghost stories on Christmas Eve. We got a lot of positive feedback on that episode and have had a handful of listeners reach out and ask if we'll ever do fictional episodes again. And so today, that's exactly what we're doing. Today, we're digging into an internet classic and one of the many spinoffs that came after. This is the story of The Rake. A note before we begin... This episode is fictional, but there will be some distressing themes and plot points, as well as a little bit of adult language. Listener discretion is advised. During the summer of 2003, events in the northeastern United States involving a strange, human-like creature sparked brief local media interest before an apparent blackout was enacted. Little or no information was left intact, as most online written accounts of the creature were mysteriously destroyed. Primarily focused in rural New York State, self-proclaimed witnesses told stories of their encounters with a creature of unknown origin. Emotions ranged from extremely traumatic levels of frights and discomfort to an almost childlike sense of playfulness and curiosity. While their published versions are no longer on record, the memories remained powerful. Several of the involved parties began looking for answers that year. In early 2006, the collaboration had accumulated nearly two dozen documents dating between the 12th century and present day, spanning four continents. In almost all cases, the stories were identical. I've been in contact with a member of this group and was able to get some excerpts from their upcoming book, The Rake. A Suicide Note, 1964. As I prepare to take my life, I feel it necessary to assuage any guilt or pain I have introduced through this act. It is not the fault of anyone other than him. For once I awoke and felt his presence, and once I awoke and saw his form, Once again, I awoke and heard his voice and looked into his eyes. I cannot sleep without fear of what I might next awake to experience. I cannot ever wake. Goodbye. Found in the same wooden box were two empty envelopes addressed to William and Rose, and one loose personal letter with no envelope. Dearest Linny, I have prayed for you. He spoke your name. A journal entry, translated from Spanish, 1880. I have experienced the greatest terror. I have experienced the greatest terror. I have experienced the greatest terror. I see his eyes when I close mine. They are hollow, black. They saw me and pierced me. His wet hand, I will not sleep. His voice, the rest is unreadable. A Mariner's Log, 1691. He came to me in my sleep. From the foot of my bed, I felt a sensation. He took everything. 
We must return to England. We shall not return here again at the request of the rake. From a Witness, 2006 Three years ago, I had just returned from a trip to Niagara Falls with my family for the 4th of July. We were all very exhausted after a long day of driving, so my husband and I put the kids right to bed and called it a night. At about 4 a.m., I woke up thinking my husband had gotten up to use the restroom. I used the moment to steal back the sheets, only to wake him in the process. I apologized and told him I thought he got out of bed. When he turned to face me, he gasped and pulled his feet up from the end of the bed so quickly his knee almost knocked me out of the bed. He then grabbed me and said nothing. After adjusting to the dark for a half second, I was able to see what caused the strange reaction. At the foot of the bed, sitting and facing away from us, there was what appeared to be a naked man or a large hairless dog of some sort. Its body position was disturbing and unnatural, as if it had been hit by a car or something. For some reason, I was not instantly frightened by it, but more concerned as to its condition. At this point, I was somewhat under the assumption that we were supposed to help him. My husband was peering over his arm and knee, tucked into the fetal position, occasionally glancing at me before returning to the creature. In a flurry of motion, the creature scrambled around the side of the bed and then crawled quickly in a flailing sort of motion right along the bed until it was less than a foot from my husband's face. The creature was completely silent for about 30 seconds, or probably closer to five, it just seemed like a while, just looking at my husband. The creature then placed its hand on his knee and ran into the hallway, leading to the kids' rooms. I screamed and ran for the light switch, planning to stop him before he hurt my children. When I got to the hallway, the light from the bedroom was enough to see it crouching and hunched over about 20 feet away. He turned around and looked directly at me, covered in blood. I flipped the switch on the wall and saw my daughter Clara. The creature ran down the stairs while my husband and I rushed to help our daughter. She was very badly injured and spoke only once more in her short life. She said, He is the rake. My husband drove his car into the lake that night while rushing our daughter to the hospital. He did not survive. Being in a small town, news got around pretty quickly. The police were helpful at first, and the local newspaper took a lot of interest as well. However, the story was never published, and the local television news never followed up either. For several months, my son Justin and I stayed in a hotel near my parents' house. After we decided to return home, I began looking for answers myself. I eventually located a man in the next town over who had a similar story. We got in contact and began talking about our experiences. He knew of two other people in New York who had seen the creature we now refer to as the rake. It took the four of us about two years of hunting on the internet and writing letters to come up with a small collection of what we believe to be accounts of the rake. None of them gave any details, history, or follow-up. One journal had an entry involving the creature in its first three pages and never mentioned it again. 
A ship's log explained nothing of the encounter, saying only that they were told to leave by the rake. That was the last entry in the log. There were, however, many instances where the creature's visit was one of a series of visits with the same person. Multiple people also mentioned being spoken to, my daughter included. This led us to wonder if the rake had visited any of us before our last encounter. I set up a digital recorder near my bed and left it running all night, every night for two weeks. I would tediously scan through the sounds of me rolling around in my bed each day when I woke up. By the end of the second week, I was quite used to the occasional sound of sleep while blurring through the recording at eight times the normal speed. This still took almost an hour every day. On the first day of the third week, I thought I heard something different. What I found was a shrill voice. It was the rake. I can't listen to it long enough to even begin to transcribe it. I haven't let anyone listen to it yet. All I know is that I've never heard it before, and I now believe that it spoke when it was sitting in front of my husband. I don't remember hearing anything at the time, but for some reason the voice on the recorder immediately brings me back to that moment. The thoughts that must have gone through my daughter's head make me very upset. I have not seen the rake since it ruined my life, but I know that he has been in my room while I slept. I know and fear that one night I'll wake up to see him staring at me. The rake first popped into the minds of the internet on 4chan's B board in 2005. It began with a thread from an anonymous user that simply read, Hey B, let's make a new monster. Users spitballed ideas until the thread landed on the earliest conception of the rake. After further discussion and whittling down details, users landed on this basic description. A six-foot-tall humanoid creature with pale, grayish skin. It has two large black eyes, no nose, a mouth slightly smaller than a human's, but that expands on a hinge all the way down to the neckline, revealing hundreds of dull teeth when provoked. Its eyes also widen notably when provoked. It's often seen in suburban areas, and when it's not feeling threatened, it will just stare at any onlookers. The story I just read became a copypasta, or a shared creepypasta story, that made its rounds on blogs, Tumblr, and LiveJournal over the next several years. In many ways, the rake took on a life of its own, inspiring countless spin-off stories as well as fan art that circulated just as widely, if not more so, than the original story itself. Since then, the rake has inspired more written stories of a tall, frail humanoid creature lurking around with some sort of sinister but mysterious purpose, and has even made its way onto the big screen as the feature monster in the 2018 film The Rake, and many others like it with varying degrees of success and public interest. The rake has also appeared in games such as Roblox. What started simply as a monster cryptid story made by the internet, for the internet, 
became a sort of online urban legend that has cemented its place in modern sub-pop culture. And from the looks of it, the rake isn't going anywhere anytime soon. 4 11 I awoke abruptly, sweat dripping from my brow. I could feel the presence again. His presence. I looked around my room. I know I'm being watched. It's not anywhere to be seen. Damn, this is the third night in a row I've been awoken like this. The fear is starting to take over my mind. Something out there is stalking me. Something wants me. But I should back up and tell this from the beginning. I'm 16 years old and moved into this house with my family seven years ago. It's about 30 minutes outside of town, so we're fairly isolated. My parents love living out here. They say it's peaceful and pretty. I hate it. Not as much during the day as during the night. I've always been scared of the dark. It's my number one phobia. I hate not being able to see. And out here at night, there's no light other than the moon and stars, no warm, comforting glow of street lamps, no headlights slowly moving up and down the streets, just a hazy darkness. And it's especially dark during a new moon. That's when I first encountered it, that thing. I had a bunch of friends over, and after dark, we all decided to play some airsoft capture the flag. It was a new moon, which made it especially dark and creepy. No light pierced the inky blackness except the flashlights on the barrels of our airsoft pistols and the occasional zip of glow-in-the-dark airsoft pellets flying at their targets. We were all having a great time. I had grabbed the other team's flag and was rushing back to my base when I heard a sound that made my blood run cold. A scream of terror coming from about 30 feet to my right. A flash of white was running away from the sound. I changed direction and rushed towards the noise, aiming my flashlight at the source of the sound. My friend Jacob was sitting in the dirt, holding his bleeding leg, obviously in pain. The cut was deep. Another friend, Matt, and I rushed him inside where we sat on the edge of the bathtub and began to wash and dress the cut. We asked him what happened. Some creature had scratched him, he said. He didn't get a good look at it, but just saw a flash of white. At first, I assumed it was just a possum or something. That was before I saw it again. The second time, I was alone. It was the middle of the night, not a new moon, thankfully, but still eerie. I had insomnia, a rather common problem for me. It was 2 a.m. and I had given up all hope of getting any sleep. So I went downstairs to the living room and popped in a DVD. As I lay on the couch, my mind lost in the world of Inception, one of my dogs started barking. I thought nothing of it. Barking in the middle of the night is basically a routine for them. Then my other dog joined in, no big deal. But I noticed something. The bark was a lot more menacing than usual. It was more of a guttural growling bark, the bark dogs make when threatened. 
I turned on the back porch light and stepped outside, creeped out. I called for them. Jake! Zoe! Come here! Then I saw what they were barking at. It looked like a human crouched there in the grass. It was probably around four feet tall with bare, pale skin and long, bony limbs. I studied it for about five seconds and it stared back at me. I'll never forget its eyes. Dark, almost like empty sockets. Its cold gaze washed over me as if it was sizing me up. Then it slowly started to move towards me. I was almost paralyzed by fear, but was able to get back in the house. I locked the door behind me and rushed to my parents' room. They were convinced that I had a nightmare, but I know the truth. This was the first time I had fully seen the creature that would soon push me to the brink of insanity. I didn't see that thing again for quite some time. I started to think that maybe my parents were right and it was just a dream. I was really sleep deprived after all. But deep down inside, I knew I had seen something. A few weeks ago, I was on some website my friend Derek had recommended and I saw a picture that shocked me. It was my creature. The one I had seen The website claimed this creature was called the Rake and that it stalks and mauls its victims. The moment I saw the article, my blood ran cold. Could I have really seen this creature? The thought haunted me, refusing to leave my mind. I saw it again for the first time in months last week. I had woken up in the middle of the night again. Immediately, I felt that something was wrong. The house was too quiet. I felt very unsettled. I got out of bed and walked to the window and raised the blinds. It was very dark outside, but I could make something out. The creature was outside, scratching at something on the ground. Immediately, I opened the window and yelled at the thing. It looked up at me, caught my eyes for a moment, then rushed off, crawling on all fours, very close to the ground. When I went out to see what it was scratching at the next morning, I found something that still chills me to the bone. The mangled, half-eaten corpse of my dog, Zoe. My parents think it was a mountain lion, but I know the truth. The so-called rake that bastard creature killed my dog. The last few nights have been terrifying. I've woken up in a cold sweat each night, knowing that damned thing is watching me. I feel its presence. I know it wants me now, and I have no idea what to do. I'm terrified beyond belief, and I'm helpless My parents keep telling me I'm imagining things, but I'm not, damn it. I know what I've seen, and I know that it wants me. That's why I'm writing this down at three in the morning. Anything happens to me, I want people to know what. I'll update as soon as anything else happens. 
5 to 11. The last week was a whirlwind of terror. I'm constantly in fear now. I know it's always watching me. Around every corner, everywhere I go, every night I feel its presence, some nights more than others. I don't know exactly what it wants from me, but it is wanting something. I saw it again for the first time in a week today. I stayed home sick. I still feel like crap. I think it's making me sick. I was laying on the couch watching TV, constantly looking over my shoulders because I know he's always watching me. I have a shotgun by my side, a benefit of living in the country. I got it from the garage. It's loaded in case the thing which I've decided to call the rake tries to attack. I knew it would soon. I heard a noise outside and cocked my gun. I stepped outside to investigate. Nothing. Damn it. I decided to patrol the perimeter of the house just in case. Walked all the way around. Nothing. I stepped back inside and the smell hit me. It was the stench of death. Rotting. I held the gun out in front of me, slowly made my way up the stairs, and turned the corner into my room. It was crouched in the corner, facing away from me. It slowly tilted its head toward me. Then it spoke. It was a high, shrill voice. I'm not sure exactly what it said to me. I didn't hesitate to pull the trigger, but it moved at almost superhuman speed and barreled into me, knocking me down. I saw it jump off of our second floor balcony to the living room floor, charging out the door. My arm was bleeding bad, so I grabbed a shirt and pushed it to my arm to try to stop the blood. I rushed outside, gun still in my hand. It was gone. Go to hell, I screamed. I stepped back inside and saw the blood. Not my blood. Its blood. I grabbed the dog it hadn't killed, Jake, and put his nose to the blood. He picked up the scent and started moving towards the woods near my house. I didn't think twice and followed. We rushed through the woods. Around a mile away from the house, Jake started to whimper... I sent him back. This was my job. I started to explore the area, my finger twitching on the trigger, terrified. After about a half hour of searching, I saw something weird. A small area of ground that was different. It seemed covered up. I walked over and swept away the grass. I was right. There was a board under the grass. I pulled up the board, exposing a hole. A rusty old ladder led down. Against all better judgment, curiosity got the best of me. I slung the shotgun over my back and lowered myself down. I was in a tunnel. It wasn't well lit, a few candles, but it was light enough to see the blood-smeared walls. The smell was awful. I could see paintings in the blood. Disturbing things. 
stuff I never wanted to see. I walked through the tunnel toward the source of more light. I could see a sort of room. When I stepped in, I wanted to throw up. There were animal parts all over the floor, on the walls. This must be its feeding room. I turned around, retching, and there it stood right behind me. It reached toward me. I blacked out. I woke up in my room about 30 minutes ago now, alone, no cut on my arm, no blood anywhere. I decided to write everything while it's fresh on my mind. My parents still aren't home. It's dark outside. I'm terrified to leave my room now. Maybe it didn't all happen. I realized what the rake said in my room now when he talked to me. It wants sacrifice. Mom, Dad, if you read this after I'm gone, then get the hell away. I don't know where to, but just leave this place. Five, seven, eleven. It's over now. He's satisfied. Sacrifice is made, and I'm alone. He was with me three, three, three nights. He just stands next to my bed, watches me, and sometimes he'll whisper to me. He told me he wanted sacrifice, bloody sacrifice. He said I had to do it. I knew he was right. They don't matter to me. I can be alone. My parents thought I was going crazy. Little did they know. (laughs) So last night I told him, I told him I'd do it. I'd give him a sacrifice, a good, good sacrifice. So he will be happy. I told them to come with me. I wanted to show them a pretty spot I had found. They walked with me, walked to the rake hole. I opened it up and pulled out a gun. I told them to go into it. They asked what I was doing and I told them he wanted to see them. They went in the hole and we walked around the tunnel. She was crying. Then Mr. Rake came out of his hiding place. He looked at me with his black eyes and smiled. Then he killed them. They screamed a little bit. I didn't care. He was happy now. He pointed at the hole and I knew it was time to leave. I'm back home now, all alone in my dark room. I'm not scared of the dark anymore. I like the dark. It reminds me of my friend, the rake. I'm okay. I'm okay. Damn it, I'm not okay. I just led my parents to their death. I'm crazy. I have the gun to my head now. I'm going to pull the trigger. I'm looking across my room and he's crouched there smiling at me. He's telling me to do it. 
And he's still hungry. Wants one more sacrifice. I'm going to give it to him. Goodbye. For better or worse, the rake is a creature born in the digital age. The first cryptid of the internet. And isn't that just how urban legends start? They start with one person, maybe a group of people, who tell a story. Whether they heard it somewhere, made it up, or whether they actually experienced something they couldn't explain rationally, it doesn't really matter. The power of a good urban legend, or a good spooky story, has the potential to be so potent that it far outlives its own creators. And that looks like it's going to be true for the rake even almost 20 years after its creation online. If you enjoyed this fictional episode of This One's a Doozy podcast, be sure to let us know in the comments of our social media posts for this episode. You can find us on social media, on Instagram and TikTok, at This One Is A Doozy, and on Facebook, This One's a Doozy podcast. Make sure that you're subscribed on your favorite listening platform and leave a glowing five-star review. Those reviews help other people who listen to podcasts like this one to find this podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the unusual, unsettling, and unsavory story today. And with that, we'll see you next week for another doozy. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.